0: Hello there and welcome to this week's fashion-focused episode of Ecomomics, the podcast for all you climate-conscious mummies, mums, mams, Ma's, and mothers out there who want to make the switch to a more planet-friendly way of shopping and dressing with style but don't know how or where to begin. I'm Lisa and I'm
1: Tanya and as mothers ourselves we know what it's like trying to balance hectic busy lives with trying to keep ourselves and our families suited and booted every day but in a fashion that doesn't cost or damage the earth. The global fashion industry is currently valued at $1.7 trillion. And according to CSO figures, in 2021, Irish people spent almost €3,500 million
0: on clothing. Wow. And many of the clothes bought are thrown away after being worn just a handful of times. In Ireland alone, around 110,000 tonnes of textiles are consigned to waste every year and nearly all are processed via waste to energy plants or landfill, while less than 1% of used clothing is recycled into new garments. In fact, if the fashion industry were a country, it would rank third for carbon emissions after China and the United States. And fast fashion is its dirty little secret. Well, more like its guilty
1: little secret. On some level, the majority of consumers know it's not great for the planet. But sadly, we are all caught in the headlights of its seductive marketing, bargain prices and the dopamine hit of treating ourselves to something new on a very regular
0: basis. I was quite shocked to find out that Ireland comes second last in Europe for sustainable shopping and since it launched on these shores in 1969 we as a nation of shoppers have been enthralled to pennies, better known as Primark to our international listeners. Uh, And we do have some Bonjour, Hola, Ciao and How's She Cutting? And in recent years, they've been joined on the high street by the likes of H&M, Zara, New Look, Bershka and good old Dunay's Boutique. That's done stores to the uninitiated. Yeah, love it. Of course, the other
1: major outlet for clothes shopping is online, with the likes of Sheen, Asos, Pretty Little Things, Boohoo, Misguided and Uniglow, causing the fast fashion industry to double in revenue in the last 10 years. During the pandemic, when we couldn't get out for our shopping fix, Many of us turned to these online shopping flat platforms and this hasn't
0: stopped. And even if you only make one purchase online or simply put something in a digital shopping basket, you're on the radar of these online retailers who then bombard you with slick online marketing and ad campaigns pushed through your social media and email accounts. It then becomes impossible for many of us to resist the temptation to click and buy. This sector which in 2021 reached a global market value of 668 billion US dollars, which is about one third of the fashion industry as a whole. And by now it's probably reaching the guts of 1000 billion, all of which is tremendously detrimental to the environment. As a global conversation about climate change
1: gains momentum, so too is the realisation that fast fashion is a major culprit in the crisis, from how it's manufactured, to its distribution, to its final resting place. What was bought on a whim or for a night on the tiles ends up accumulating in the environment for hundreds of years. In fact, three out of every five garments bought goes to
0: landfill within one year of purchase. Wow. But to paraphrase singer Lily Allen, what can be done to change our ways and stop ourselves becoming weapons of massive consumption? Well, luckily
1: we are here to set a new trend in fashion consumerism that gets us out of this vicious cycle of fast fashion
0: buying and waste. Like we always say, maybe if we all do our bit, one mindful purchase and outfit at a time, and encourage our kids and the arm candy in our lives to do the same, we might be able to stop this climate crisis in its tracks and make our planet a healthy one for generations to come. After all, when it comes to keeping
1: households sticking along smoothly, it's the moms who run the world. woo So, Lisa, who are you wearing today?
0: This old thing. Well, would you believe I have this jumper for, I'm going to say, about 30 years. In fact, it's older than my daughter. It was a bit spendy back then. I think it was about 30 Irish poons at the time. <sighs> Um I think I remember buying it in Awear on Henry Street. Oh, I loved it But I fell in love with it. And I remember going to visit it a few days in a row <laughs> to see if I really wanted it because, you know, it was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit frayed around the edges now, but I still love it and I wear it regularly. Yeah, a bit frayed around the edges like ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And have you any secrets to share about your outfit today, Tanya? Well, I'm afraid I do have a couple of pieces
1: on me at the minute that I bought a while ago. Um, on the high street before I started to really delve into the whole world of uh, fashion and particularly fast fashion and its detrimental effects on the environment. So what I've on is a like a pink Argyle pattern tank top from Penny's, which are very um, of the moment. But I think I actually got this in the kids section when I was in there with my 12 year old daughter. And inside it has a, a long sleeve top uh, from M&S. But both are made mostly of polyester which I've discovered when I was looking at the labels um, when we were earlier on, and both are not really staying fresh for long, even just out of the laundry. That's another downside of fast fashion, but we'll talk more about that later. I
0: think I'll have to keep my distance today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is fast fashion and what makes it fast, I hear you ask? Well, pretty much everything associated with fast fashion moves or happens that bit too quickly. And it's the welfare of the people making these clothes and the planet who are paying the ultimate price. Exactly. So firstly,
1: there's the fashion trends, like brands are no longer happy with the new collection per season. The traditional autumn, winter and spring, summer fashion seasons are being usurped by what's called micro trends, with brands which include high street and online stores bringing out new lines and looks every week or so in response to Instagram posts and influencers. And therefore, production or manufacturing
0: has to be fast to keep up with this momentum of InstaFashion. And secondly, buying is also quick and easy. Just one or two clicks and it's yours. You don't even have to leave the house. And home delivery is just as fast, often arriving at your door in the following day or two. And we are doing this at an accelerated rate, with the average Irish and British person buying 60% more clothes today than in the 2000s. So that's only in 20 years. Mm -hmm. And buying clothes in the physical store, on the high street or in the department stores has become such an ingrained ritual from adults to teens and even preteens, that it's no wonder the regular and repeated buying of cheap and inexpensive clothing has gone stratospheric. Yeah, off the charts now. Yeah, and we both witnessed it
1: recently when we checked out fast fashion shops in both Dundrum and Blanchardstown shopping centres. Um, and uh, on what was an ordinary midweek day in April the shops were
0: packed with shoppers and they weren't just window shopping either they were laden down with bags. Absolutely and thirdly the amount of time or times you are wearing these items of clothing is also fast. A few wears and they're discarded. In fact research tells us that on average clothes are only worn about seven times before being discarded. Yeah. Actually, it's the disposal or end of use of fast fashion that's the only
1: slow part of this dervish cycle of manufacture, delivery, sell, wear and discard. The item might sit in the bottom of your wardrobe for an age. It uh, depends on how much of a recondo you are. <laughs> or if it's binned, it ends up in landfill where it won't decompose
0: for hundreds of years. True. However, if it's passed on to someone else as a free cycle item, During a clothes swap or given to charity or resold on one of the clothes resale apps like Depop, it can end up having a second or even third life with a new owner. Yeah, but this is fast fashion we're talking about, mostly
1: made of man-made fibres and are so poorly put together that they end up looking tatty or fall apart after not many wears or washes. So they don't tend to have longevity or resale value. That's why they ultimately end up in landfill, either in Ireland or shipped abroad to third world countries, who can no longer actually handle the huge influx of fast fashion waste coming their way from the Western world.
0: Yep, yeah, I mean, I was again shocked to find that 40% of used garments from Europe, North America, Australia and the UK are flooding into Ghana and in West Africa every week. Uh, not to try and persuade you guys
1: about what it is about fast fashion that has us hooked and why we need to break the habit and persuade others do likewise.
0: Where the ultra low prices we pay for clothing like the likes of pennies or Shein, comes from at a very high human rights cost for the labourers making these garments.
1: Yeah last year some of you might have uh, seen it Channel 4 broadcast an undercover report revealing that workers in these ultra fast fashion factories endure 75 hour working weeks, one day off per month and workshops with
0: barred windows and no emergency exits. And the UK based activist Venetia Lamana, who has been highlighting garment worker exploitation for years, condemned fast fashion brands saying, when new clothing has a price tag that costs less than a sandwich, someone somewhere is paying. In fact, only 2% of the people who make our clothes earn a living wage. And it's not just about their paltry wages, the conditions they work in are appalling. Totally. I mean, some of you might also remember the
1: collapse of the Rana Plaza garment factory in Dhaka in Bangladesh in 2013, where a thousand. And what happened that day is the building was evacuated because there was cracks in the structure. Later that day, the building was declared safe for staff to return. And actually managers even threatened to withhold a month's salary if workers didn't come back into work. So, you know, it was desperate.
0: And yes, Ten years on from this disaster and the global outcry at the time, the likes of the Chinese fashion app Shein, which has in the region of 75 million active shoppers worldwide and revenues of $30 billion, its garment workers don't even earn a living wage. The fast fashion industry is highly profitable, but it's the labourer that's been devalued. Yeah, totally. There's the Good
1: Clothes Fair Play Online campaign, which I which I read about needs one million signatures to enact EU legislation to stop labour injustice in fast fashion. And I first read about this campaign last November. But imagine it's still not up to a million signatures. Shock Which is yeah, absolutely startling and depressing when you consider the absolute millions and millions of people, particularly young Gen Zs, ninety three percent of whom buy clothes every month, are online almost every day buying clothes. You know, and never think to sign a petition like this. Please, I'm just going to ask you all to please go to goodclothesfairplay.eu and sign up today.
0: We'll put a link for that up on our Twitter so people will find it more easily. Very good.
1: So when next you are looking at a top in pennies for Fiverr or a dress on Sheen or any other online retailer that looks like an absolute steal, just think about the person who might have made it. We are actually stealing their human rights and contributing to the vicious cycle of fast fashion and its exploitation of workers.
0: Yeah, uh, we used to be great in Ireland on this. I mean standing up for the exploited and the silenced. I remember and you probably do do too yeah. when the Dunn Stores checkout workers in nineteen eighty four refused to handle grapefruit from South Africa and ended up on strike for almost three years in protest at apartheid structures in South Africa. Yeah. Amazing. Where has that gone from yeah. our psyche?
1: Yeah. It's I don't know where it went to, but like imagine if we did all boycott pennies and other fast fashion outlets both on and offline like for the guts of three years like Mary Manning did who was the leader of of those uh, Dunn's workers. Can you imagine how positive
0: that would be for the environment? Absolutely especially when you consider that the fashion industry produces about 10% of annual global carbon emissions which is more than all marine maritime shipping and international flights combined. Even worse fashion's emissions of harmful greenhouse gases are projected to grow by more than 50 percent by 2030. Jeez we'll never reach targets this rate
1: yeah when you consider as well like a typical cargo plane used by Sheen carries 100 tons of cargo but spews out about 450 tons of carbon dioxide into uh, you know on its 6,000 mile journey from China to the UK according to the carbon care emissions calculator. Like, that's the equivalent to emissions created by driving around the Earth 32 times in a mid-sized car. And and in 2021, they transported, wait for this, 15 billion euros worth of sales. Can you imagine what that carbon f- footprint is? And, you know, they're not alone as well. Can you imagine the likes of ASOS and Boohoo also transport clothes to the far corners of the world via air freight. So it's astronomical.
0: Yeah, like the growing use of air freight deepens the fashion industry's already colossal environmental footprint. And the industry is on course to be responsible for more than one quarter of the world's carbon budget by 2050. It's outrageous and completely out of control. No wonder the world is missing its carbon reduction targets year on year. The clock is ticking and we just keep getting further and further away from it. Yeah, completely. And sadly, it is us, the consumers, who are fueling this like we're the ones responsible. And the only
1: way to stop it... In its tracks is for us to stop or massively scale back on clothes buying and it's not just emissions into the atmosphere the water is water is majorly affected by the manufacturing dyeing process of clothes according to the un environment program uh, producing a single pair of jeans requires 1500
0: liters of water that's one person's drinking water for two years and fashion united estimates the average consumer owns about six pairs of jeans which means we have more than 9,000 litres of water sitting in our wardrobes. And the jeans industry is on track to grow 6% this year. Can you imagine all the pollution getting onto the Earth's water system because of our love affair with denim?
1: Yeah. So when you think
0: think a new pair
1: of jeans is great value, think again. Or at least look for genuine sustainable alternatives and there's actually a very impressive irish company making sustainable water efficient jeans called native denims dublin which opened in 2018 at the chocolate factory up the north side of dublin uh, with a mission to produce quality and sustainable jeans known as slow fashion it advocates the principles of using high quality raw material a clean environment and fairness for both consumers and producers price we know is sometimes a deterrent for purchasing slow fashion items. But in the long run, one piece of well-designed and well-produced clothing will outlast five cheap pieces.
0: Uh, Yeah, true. And my daughter has bought jeans from a company called Lucy & Yak. So they are a sustainable brand that uses organic, recycled or dead stock fabrics. And in addition to this, they run their own buy, sell, trade page for their clothes, so when you're finished with your dungarees, your jeans or whatever, you mm-hmm. can go on there and you can resell it on to another fan of Lucy and Yak wow. clothing. Great. And let's not forget also Fresh Cuts in Dublin, It's which is a collaboration with Mud Jeans. And they have a take-back scheme where they'll take your old jeans, as long as they are 96% cotton-based, mm-hmm. and recycle them into new jeans. And for your trouble, you get €10 Euro voucher towards a new pair. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's the way we need to think more Absolutely. this, you know.
1: Less is more, as I say. But jeans are not the only offender. 62% of all clothing is made from synthetic fibres. And said earlier, one of the biggest culprits in this is polyester, which is the major fabric component in fast fashion, along with other equally bad man-made fibres like viscose rayon nylon. And these are all derived from petroleum, which is a fossil fuel extracted from the earth in a damaging way, releasing methane and other chemicals into the soil and not to mention the microplastics into our waterways, both during production and when they're washed in our domestic washing machines.
0: Yeah, polyester is essentially a type of plastic. And research into the industry has revealed that three out of five garments end up in landfill within a year of purchase. So these clothes are not going to decompose or break down in the environment for hundreds and hundreds of years. The other thing about predominantly polyester plastic clothes is it creates static. Mm -hmm. It makes you sweat more. Mm -hmm. And it holds odours.
1: That's it. That's what I'm talking about because that's my experience of it. That's what I've seen earlier on But what I'm wearing here. Like you buy something that's polyester and it starts kind of getting smelly betty under the arms quite quickly. And then you wash it. But like, then if you wear it again and you sweat, it kind of reactivates the odor. So it's like there's no getting away from it. It just holds odor. It's there. And the more I've discovered that, the more I've pushed away from by anything that has a polyester element in it. And actually, can I just say it's not just fast fashion that has polyester. You can have a lot of designers a very expensive branded shirt I got as a present. Are you um, gonna they, name the brand? <laughs> Dude, you know, I can't remember. It's upstairs, but I know I did wear it. On, Friday night going to see Bruce Springsteen and uh, you know and it was a hot evening and I cycled down there but I definitely by the time I got there it was a bit um busting some moves busting some moves you know and sure as eggs yeah it was kind of not very breathable under the pits can I just say
0: well I have psoriasis so I have to be really careful about everything that goes on my skin so I'm I'm really really conscious to make sure that I buy natural Mm. uh, fabrics but sometimes polyester will Sneak in, and I do notice that it Mm. is a very detrimental effect on my skin. So, yeah, I'm trying to avoid it as much as possible. It's just not breathable because it's plastic. That's it.
1: You know, cotton is good, cotton is. That's another topic, but properly sustainable, organic
0: cotton. So, even if the human rights abuses and the environmental impact of fast fashion doesn't hit home or motivate you to stop buying it, surely the fact that the fabrics used in the majority of fast fashion garments make you sweat more are bad for your skin. And are persistently stinky, even after a good wash. And the fact that they stink
1: up after just one wearing, meaning they have to be frequently washed. And each time they are, microplastics enter the water system and into the water we drink, cook with, wash in. It's just, it's a vicious circle. Keep away. Yeah. Of course, because the environment is such a hot topic. No pun intended. And the fashion industry is trying to save some face against mounting negative attention and criticism for its poor environmental record and high carbon footprint. A lot of manufacturers are making a virtue of using recycled polyester. But like a lot of efforts being made in the name of climate action, it's a band-aid and a fudge. In the past four years, the number of clothes described as sustainable has quadrupled yet fashion's impact has gotten worse.
0: Fast fashion labels are all trumpeting these new terms, recycled polyester, sustainably sourced cotton, sustainable viscous. Like, it's all pure jargon, and no way for anyone who is environmentally conscious at all to really interrogate the veracity of these claims. And actually, some sustainable brands argue that it's better to use recycled polyester than making virgin polyester. And while it is a somewhat commendable effort to create a circular system for addressing the mountains of polyester textiles in the fashion industry, it's still plastic based. It's never going away. It just breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces and eventually ends up as a microplastic that pollutes the environment. Yeah.
1: And, like, if you're flying in to buy some fast fashion and you know anything about the climate crisis, you see that the label, you see that kind of thing on the label, and think that's grand, that's not too bad, that's recycled uh, polyester. Whereas, in reality, there still might be all kinds of exploitation of people and the planet within the process of making it, and just as much microplastics running off them when they're laundered at home.
0: Yeah, there's an awful lot of greenwashing going on within the fast fashion industry. A 2021 study of websites by the European Commission found that 42% of green claims made were exaggerated, false or deceptive.
1: Yeah. Guess how much
0: recycled polyester,
1: i.e. plastic, sheen claims to use, Lisa? No idea. 0.5%, even if you can believe that much. So imagine all their billions of re- of, of
0: sales. Um, that's as much recycled uh, polyester that they're using. And their piles of plastic. Yeah. I probably don't believe it, but because in the EU, less than 1% of textiles are actually recycled in any meaningful way. There you go. And the EU is held up as this leader in sustainability. Mm. You know, it's it's all kind of a collective head in the sands, isn't it? Yeah, totally. We know there's a looming envir- environmental crisis. Looming, mm. in fact, we're in the middle of it. And we can we imagine how grim it's going to be when the resources start to run out and yeah. disappear? And they will if we continue the way we're going. Yet, we're still shopping and buying fast fashion like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. (laughs) If only it would go out of fashion permanently. Yeah, totally. So how often do you buy clothes, Lisa? Okay, well, my husband would probably say never. But of course I buy clothes. Again, with my penchant for uh, non-polyester and stuff, I, I do try and make an effort to buy good quality clothes. And I never buy online. Again, I need to be looking at the fabric, feeling the fabric and make sure they don't aggravate my psoriasis. Mm. But I mean, I'm long past the stage of keeping up with the latest fashions. Although, I mean, I will confess that I was never a big fashionista. I even remember in my teens raiding my dad's wardrobe for a suit jacket to complete my alternative look. (laughs) I mean, what was I thinking?
1: they were lovely. But I, I was more of a fashionista years ago until I started to tune into climate change. I also think I liked good clothes rather than cheap clothes made with man-made fibres. Once I twigged how sweaty Betty polyester was making me, it became such a turn-off. And also the menopause and hot flashes didn't help. So the next pain point in Fast Fashion's relentless attack on the environment is at the point of purchase, be that online or on the high street.
0: And we're buying three times as many clothes as we did in 1980 and we're wearing them for half as long. We
1: know that Gen Z that are that is for those of you who don't know because
0: I looked up exactly is the <laughs> uh, people
1: born between nineteen ninety seven and twenty thirteen who grew up in the iPhone and social media age and are dedicated followers of Instagram and TikTok influencers and trends are probably the demographic most frequently buying fast fashion. They see something online, want it, and fast fashion manufacturers rush to be the first to bring it to the shops or to your browser.
0: Not to mention retailers and fashion labels signing up social influencers and celebrities with huge numbers of followers to plug brands and new looks and encouraging their followers to follow the trends which chop and change weekly. It's such a vicious circle if we don't step away from it. Yeah, I mean you and I both studied marketing in college but it's less
1: and less about traditional marketing techniques. E-commerce, that's like all the selling online, started about 10 years ago and it's social engineering at its worst. They use algorithms to identify what your tastes and buying habits are. They even u- utilize the microphone on your phone and pick up keywords. And suddenly this stuff is showing up on your social media accounts. I can always, I can never believe it. You talk about something and then there's an ad for it. It's all been orchestrated to appear very personal as well. Like all oh, this kind of so-called like peer-to-peer marketing. Like when they have the uh, Love Island participants on your Instagram selling you stuff from, you know, boohoo.com. You feel
0: like you know that person, it's, but it's just all very insidious really. But in the likes of pennies, with T-shirts costing two euro, you have to ask who along the way was robbed to make it that cheap. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing as well, there's also the race to the bottom in terms of price and how
1: cheap you can get the same garment for. Like there was this ad I saw the other night from Woochie. i don't never heard of it before, but they had like the same, they compared like the same hooded cosy blanket, which were, I remember they were in pennies and duns there in the last couple of years. Um, But on the Woochie ad, it was like, Twenty get it for twenty pounds or twelve ninety
0: nine, and and their their tagline was save now, save now live wow, live wow indeed, Mm. (laughs) and let's not forget the old subscribe and get a ten percent discount. I mean they're just trying to gather your personal data. You give your email and then you're in their net. Don't forget to complete your purchase reminders and follow up emails. Social media ads and websites posting ads because they have your data from a previous purchase.
1: And like the other thing as well, you pointed out to me lately, is that the whole thing about the TikTok haul videos, like making a virtue of excess buying. It's really, really vulgar. And you've a lot of those um, social influencers making claims to haven't done that, like
0: that they spent 900. Look, call me old fashioned, but I just think it's revolting. And now in Ireland, we've even started buying into that Black Friday madness from America. Mm. And even this year, I noticed Earth Day being used by some companies as a ploy to sell more stuff to people. It's just so discreet. The disconnect. Yeah. And, you know,
1: there was a time as well, you know, you'd go with the sale rail or discount rail at a particular time of year when there was, you know, the January sales or the summer sales. Now those are kind of there all the time. Um, and the thing is also the rail that says last chance to buy. It's like, hurry on, hurry on, get it, get it, you know, it's
0: yeah oh it is it's, def- it's definitely about creating a panic it's all push 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 yeah and we can see the results in the increased revenues in the fast fashion retailers that they have amassed over the last number of years we've done up some graphics on this and it's staggering to see the increase in revenues from some of the big players so the well, we've looked at the likes of pennies zara uniqlo sheen sheen has yeah. come from nowhere to almost dominate yeah. the market so we'll throw up those um, graphics on our social, so you can see for yourself how they have increased revenues dramatically over the since two thousand and nine. And again, how we've projected where those revenues are going to increase to by twenty thirty. One of the key dates for um, climate action. Climate action. Yeah. So if we we really need to break our addiction with fast fashion. So check them out on our Insta and Twitter and see if you can see what we can see yeah i mean to be fair lisa you
1: are the numeric person in this relationship and you were the <laughs> one who did that projection. and it's just it's frightening but fascinating and everyone should kind of look onto it if we keep going the way we're going how their profits oh hey they'll be singing all the way to the bank and we'll be stuck in a planet that's absolutely toxic and destroyed
0: well they'll be able to afford to go and <laughs> live, on live on another planet
1: we're all stuck yeah. here yeah you know what? There's also a book by uh, uh, Naomi Klein um, called No Logo, which was first published in 2000 and it was recently updated and re-released, um, which delves into the insidious practices and far-reaching effects of corporate marketing, right? Who has begun to think about what she wears and is currently looking for a top from prettylittlethings.com, which I've told her she can actually decide on getting, or not, after listening to this episode, <laughs> I think, With the positive influence of us moms and all parents, we can begin to turn the tide against mass consumerism,
0: which has landed us in this close
1: heap of climate damage.
0: And you know, all this urgency in fast fashion is a total construct driven by the producers and the retailers. When you think about it, last year, Associated British Foods, the owners of Penny's, Primark, reported that sales jumped 81% to 1.7 billion over the 12 weeks to May 28th, compared to the same period a year earlier. Now, they were benefiting from a rebound in shopping for the nights out and holidays after the lockdown and the pandemic. They haven't got an online platform and they've only just begun trialing retailing online with the Click and Collect service in the UK. Wow. So during the COVID lockdowns, they held onto stock in their warehouses mm-hmm. and then released it as contemporary, current fashion and on trend once the restrictions were lifted. It's almost like a form of fashion coercive control. Yeah, desperate. And not only has the traditional autumn,
1: uh, winter, spring, summer season been eroded, there's the scourge of things like, and we spoke about this before, the Christmas PJs and theme jumpers, Halloween costumes and party pieces and summer matching attire. I mean, I saw it recently on her Doty.ie, an article about uh, mother and daughter matching dresses from pennies for just 8 euro. Imagine. And wait for it, the response was in protest against there not being a mother and son option. Like when in fact the real issue was why does this exist at all? Who needs a big and small polyester plastic matching summer dresses? You know, cute maybe, toxic for the earth definitely.
0: Actually, I think it's entirely naff to even think it's appropriate to dress the same as your kid. Yeah. I mean seriously, it's a bit disturbing. Yeah. And it's all about the Instagram likes and to show everyone what a perfect Instagram life you have. Mind you, though, I do have to say something. Uh, my sister once had a,
1: a flamingo pattern dre- dress, summer dress, and her daughter happened to have something similar. She loved flamingos, <laughs> and we pointed it out, and she goes,
0: "Yeah, flamingos are fast. <laughs> Look, imagine if all those influencers and celebrities looked for more sustainable fashion brands to promote. And accompanied that with a clear messaging and suggestion not to buy fast fashion. Especially now coming into the summer when there will be an absolute deluge of cheap polyester hitting the shops and online apps. Obviously all highly coloured. Highly
1: flammable and highly stinky.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, if you want to be really up to the minute and do your bit for the climate crisis, spread the word to wear what you have. Or swap among friends or buy second hand or vintage like said, pennies, Primark, Sheen, Boohoo, Pretty Little Things, ASOS, you know the biggest of vendors. They don't need any more of your hard earned cash. And the planet doesn't need any more of the fashion industry's carbon emissions and landfill clothes junk. 100%. 10 out
0: of 10 mm. agree.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of landfill, I was astounded to find out that garments bought online when returned to the retailer are not resold. you know that? They're not. Why is that? It's just not worth uh, the retailer's time or cost to put them back on sale. So instead, they're sent to places like Chile, where like 39,000 tonnes of unsold garments each year are dumped in the Atacama Desert, which is the driest desert in the world. Wow. And because the majority of it is fast fashion and plastic-based, none of it is biodegradable. So it just sits there pile after pile after pile of clothes.
0: So if three out of five garments go to landfill, what happens to the other two? We mentioned earlier that less than
1: 1% of used clothing is recycled into new garments. That's because fast fashion is usually a mix of man-made fibres which are difficult to separate for recycling. Uh, Not to mention all the carbon emissions of the transportation of these items in posts, trains, planes and automobiles. So if you think by choosing recycled fabrics in fast fashion stores is a positive, think again.
0: But there's been a slowdown in people reselling clothes on these platforms. I kind of suspect because fast fashion doesn't hold up quality or shape wise. So it's probably easier and not much more expensive to buy brand new fashion, fast fashion. Yeah. And also this is my
1: issue with charity shops. I think they're just treated as dumping ground for clothes that are beyond their usage. You know, so people fill up black bags, throw them in t- the door to a busy charity shop and then they just do do
0: leg like it. Like it and the, the, the stuff is probably just fit for rags. Yeah, that's it. Um,
1: and you know what I was at a clothes swap event recently it was just a lovely idea but so much of the clothes were polyester and poor quality and you know they just weren't people were looking through them but not buying you know not swapping although I did get a man's pure wool blazer that we're, were, st- we're still
0: trying to find we're still trying out, to find for out <laughs> I am
1: sure but yeah it kind of fits Steve and the in the it doesn't fit your Dave, and, and, no, and no. it doesn't fit it's my Dave. I'm you know, looking for someone for who it's just right. But I will won't give up. There's a whole street of neighbors here in my WhatsApp group that um, that I will find an owner for it, for it. it's just lovely. It's a beautiful jacket. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there was just so much left that there that will just never be swapped for, and um, and that all then has to be stored somewhere. So it's like this minestrone soup of of polyester and cheap clothes just going around in the environment. And of course, then there's a certain amount of clothes rented on rental platforms such as Rag Revolution and Rent the Runway. And and these are, the rent or hire shops are a good alternative once the items are cleaned sustainably after.
0: So that's the product life cycle of fast fashion, from its grim creation to its final, persistent and toxic resting place. So what can we do
1: and what can moms out there do to
0: change this? Firstly, it takes people willing to flip the fashion industry on its head and find improved ways of doing the same old business, but better. Nothing will change until companies face significant financial penalties for falsely deeming themselves earth kind. And then what can be done to tackle the commercial side of the business? Well we've discussed this over the last few weeks and I personally would propose a tax for selling high impact fashion. Let's call it a planet impact tax. Lovely. Garment producers causing the most impact on the planet will pay more tax. Ultimately what would happen is the manufacturers would pass the penalty on to the consumers. So the cheap fashion or the cheap fast fashion wouldn't be cheap anymore. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people will choose to buy better quality, authentically sustainable clothing as a result. Mm-hmm. As the late, great Vivian Westwood used to say, buy better, buy less. And if you can't afford to buy better, you can still buy less. Yeah, and, and it should be. I think what would help is that it should become compulsory for all items of
1: clothes to have a label which details the source of its fa- materials and its carbon footprint or like a QR code customers can scan and that will reveal what the makeup of the fibers that contained in the item. And that QR code should stay on the item for the duration of the product's life, you know, not be clipped off after you buy it uh, so that it can be checked with an iPhone app, you know, all, all steps, steps along, whether it's resold or handed into charity or swapped or whatever. But like a bit like, you know, the energy rating labels on appliances we discussed in our last episode.
0: And can I just say, one of the things I noticed on the Penny's label, well, some of them actually, some of them had this little heart logo that said mm. Penny's Cares, Primark Cares. Mm. And some of them didn't. So mm. there's obviously clothes that they care yeah, about yeah. and some they don't. But if you want to find out about what does Pennies care. or Primark Cares, mm. what does that mean? You have to scroll to the very bottom of their website to see yeah. a little tiny little piece in the corner yeah. about what does yeah. Penny or Primark Cares, what does that actually mean? Yeah. As, much, as, you say, yeah. as you say, it should be a QR code. I should be able mm. to just scan it and see immediately what it means yeah. for that particular item. Yeah, yeah. It's infuriating. Totally.
1: Yeah, it should be much more immediate and, 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 and kind of engage everyone to care, yeah. And another idea would be for consumers to receive a, something like a green credit for buying less impactful clothing, which can be claimed against your tax. Like, I don't know, is it super value or done? Say if I buy gluten-free items then I get uh, a receipt from them about the amount of items I bought that are gluten-free a month and that I could claim that back. And it's a kind of a thing for a celiac that you could. Okay, can, so I like know, a celiac, statement. But yeah. yeah, so that's it. So like, couldn't you get the same for that, that, you know, if you've done the right thing and bought less impactful clothing,
0: you get a credit. They're going to support you. Yeah, support you doing it. Interesting. So what are mm. the mom actions when it comes to changing our clothes habits? Mm. Well, first off, calculate your
1: fashion footprint. I mean, see what impact your fashion buying is having on the environment and climate at the moment and start changing from there. Um, we found a good fashion uh, footprint calculator called tradeup.com, which my friend Aoife O'Reilly sent me. Yeah, so...
0: Um, we'll yeah. post a link on that, I'd say, to, on yeah. our Twitter as well. Yeah. And next, what we would say is break the habit. We need to stop treating clothes buying as a recreational activity. Hmm. Do something else with your spare time. I mean, why is going down to Dundrum or Blanche social, social, social activity? Yeah. um, and You're spending your hard-earned cash and, on clothes that you don't really need and you're probably only going to wear a handful of yeah. times. Ultimately, it's an inexpensive one-off purchase. But cumulatively, cumulatively, they all add up. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the other thing, like, the likes of Kildare Village becomes this, like,
1: mecca for shopping and it's, like, a day out. And it's really, we've really become, we've blurred the line between clothes as a necessity and shopping as a recreation and I know it's making us sound like awful killjoys but why it's, we have to it's a vicious
0: circle and we have to stop it well, the one thing about Kildare I like Kildare village but the one thing I'd say about it is it has become a tourist yeah. destination mm. rather than all the beautiful tourist yeah. things that surround it in Kildare like yeah, people are going go to, yeah, yeah. people are coming to this country on their holidays and they're going going to Kildare village to shop yeah it's very yeah. strange and so I suppose the next piece of advice that we would like to pass on is shop your own wardrobe. Yeah, There's a huge amount of su- both societal and peer pressure and to be seen wearing new clothes. Yeah. So when you're going to the, the wedding or whatever, mm. you have to have a new outfit for every new occasion. Mm. And, and I mean, I think that's wrong. I think it should be a mark, mark of success to re-wear your clothes. Yeah. Look at Amy Huberman, Ashley B., sustainability advocate, Pat Kane, from reusing. Yeah. And even... HRH. H. H., um, the Princess of Wales, Kate Middleton, to our friends. Catherine. She's um, friend of yours now, Lisa, she? she is best of, Um <laughs> Follow their lead. Yeah. Beg, borrow from friends, from your sisters, unless they're meanies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: She was great. Actually, I always admired the way that uh, Kate Middleton just... She started that. As, a, as someone who is, we talk about mom momfluencers... She's an influencer and celebrity and in the public eye and she made virtue of we wear, re wearing stuff. You know? And also a and lot she's of, access
0: to everything. A lot of her wardrobe is high street.
1: Yeah. So So it's not know, all, top but good end is, end. you know, it's LK Bennett or um yeah, it's kinda of the better end probably in better fabrics than yeah. polyester, you know? Um like it should be you know, it should be an embarrassment to have new stuff, you know, not you should be like do you remember when um the, the crash happened and you would a lot of the footballers wives you've seen know, all the wags, they became embarrassed to take out their fashion handbags because they knew that they were like, you know, thousand plus bags and they didn't want to be seen with it. So put that, turn that in its head and it's sort of that you should be kind of embarrassed for wearing so much new, new, new clothes and consuming new, new, new clothes all the time.
0: Yeah. This whole thing should become a fashion statement that people should aspire to and not be embarrassed by. Yeah. Let's ditch the famous irish catchphrase thanks pennies we want to turn that on its head and say hashtag no thanks pennies yeah. do you know what i actually speaking of handbags i read a thing lately where um
1: women are snubbing fresh designer handbags in favor in favor of visibly worn in styles according to wall street journal and um, a new and a new york stylist explained that a beaten up bag helps you look like you're not trying too hard you'll just look cooler well it's a whole easier way to do that lads just go to like shops like Shippa, Shippa Ella on Wicklow Street in Dublin and buy a second-hand bag. Or in any vintage or second-hand shop, you know, that will give you street cred in this age of environmental disaster. Yeah. And here, exhibit from Shippa, Shippa Ella. Say, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> a lovely purple bag that she goes mad if Sonny, um, the dog, tries to scratch it, yeah. He's you yeah. yeah. saying
0: hello, Lisa. <laughs> He's only saying hello, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, it's just walking up there. Oh, yeah.
0: And I want to say, one of my biggest bugbears... Mm-hmm. Men are not held to this same standard of dressing. Yeah. If, if yeah. Prince William turns up in the same suit or tuxedo or jeans and jumper, mm. we don't know who he's wearing, what he's wearing or how, how much it costs. Mm. The commentary is always about women, how they look, what they wear. Mm. After the Me Too movement, there was a backlash on the red carpet with women taking offence at being asked who they were wearing but there should be more of that Mm -hmm. if we want gender equality in a way that is planet sensitive and friendly then clothing should be seen and not heard or not discussed or just discussed in the point of view of where it was worn before or
1: that it is a second hand like or that it is uh, recycled or was previously worn at a different red carpet event like that would be brilliant yeah And you know what, the way that the uh, same with uh, the wedding season is approaching now, you know, why don't you rent, rewear, borrow, even just change the accessories? Like, really? Who cares? I mean, you'll get an old look up and down in the church or wherever, you know, where the ceremony is on. But like after the first glass of champagne, nobody gives a
0: damn what you're actually wearing, you know? And just to say, Um, if you hmm. went to three weddings in the summer, there are probably three different groups of people. So nobody, I would be really worried by someone who did recognize i would worn the same
1: dress to two events in a row yeah or make gamify it and kind of go how many freaking outfits can you get out of the weddings can your events can you get out the one (laughs) do you know I bought a dress uh secondhand we it was one of the first times after when covid eased and we could go camping you know or the lockdown and uh it was down Clifton and I got in a vintage shop there uh it needed to be altered which cost a few pop and I wore that three different weddings yeah there you go and I'm going to go for another couple of more. Um, and you know, the, the other day I heard a woman called Kaz Mooney uh, promote her new book called Budgeting Planner. Uh, she was on the radio. And apparently she's big on Instagram as well. And uh, she was talking about taking control of your money and achieve your financial goals. And I was driving, she spoke about doing things like not going grocery shopping before you take stock of what's in your fridge or your cupboard. And we need to do the same with our shopping for clothes, not buying fast fashion. Uh, or also a lot of the tat that sold alongside that stuff in the likes of pennies. But just, you know, see what you have and work with that, right? Shop it in your own wardrobe. Um, and maybe even think about going with cash, not your card, because she also advocates that go with cash and therefore you won't spend any more than the cash you have. Um, it, I think it always seems a bit lot more real to hand over cash than to tap your card.
0: And just to say, if you reduced your fashion spend by just €20 Euro a week, you'd have a 1000 euros saved by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, what would a 1000 euro mean to you? It could be a holiday, could pay your car insurance, could be a big treat at christmas. It could be an opportunity to buy those sustainable slow fashion jeans. Yeah. Or whatever else yeah. floats your boat.
1: Yeah. And of course there's also the option to make do and mend, repairing what you have or upcycling to give it a new lease of life rather than buying cheap new stuff, right? um and repairing is definitely gaining street cred there's a company called sojo a uk company that matches fashion fans with repair services to extend the life of clothes or clothes doctor which offers a range of products and services to empower its consu its customers to alter maintain and repair their own clothes or there's repair cafes.org and there's a lot of them that pop up around and even Primark are getting in on the act with their new durability and repair initiative as it looks to become a more circular business in line with its long-term sustainability strategy. By a bit of suspicion in my voice, do I?
0: Wonderful.
1: So, yeah. And Zara, too, have launched a pre-owned platform in the UK recently offering consumers the option to repair, resale or donate garments.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. And shoe will give you five euro back when you return any pair of shoes. So it doesn't have to have been bought there. Mm -hmm. I think, well, this all sounds very good. I mean, then I think, on the other hand, these retailers, they won't want to see their profits go down. So again, I suspect this is probably a bit of a PR exercise. Yeah. And I would rather see, how would you say it? Like. More collective,
1: industry-wise. Yeah, I mean,
0: let's... Each retailers it seems to be going off on their own tangent Mm -hmm. on their own piecemeal effort to i suppose differentiate themselves from their um competitors but i'd much prefer to see a more collective effort being made to either to compel the manufacturers and the retailers to be more sustainably focused but some sort of scheme that the consumer could know straight away what it was not wondering well in shoe it's five euro and pennies it's this or something you know we just yeah, it's all, let's try and make it easy for people.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, like it just really needs the fashion industry to be flipped on its head and reset to, to, to approach it in a different way. Um, and, and with that in mind, I recently watched a documentary film called Fashion Reimagined uh, and in it the documentary maker followed Amy uh, Pony who was the creative director of British fashion label Mother of Pearl and she spent 18 months trying to make a fully sustainable collection. It was a really ambitious project but she achieved it. Uh, And she created garments that were organic, traceable, socially responsible and considerate um, of animal welfare. Uh, You know, it was brilliant. But the standout observation she makes in the documentary that really resonated with me. And it should be really the key takeaway from this podcast episode on fast fashion is that nothing is sustainable. Everything that is made has a carbon footprint. So sustainability is a mindset. It can only connect to one's intention, not to a product or garment. So really, sustainable shopping is a misnomer or a contradiction in terms. Our intention should be to live more sustainably and in doing so, shop less. So,
0: in a nutshell... Or a capsule. (laughs) Every stage in the product life cycle of an item of fast fashion, from the manufacturer to the retailing to its final resting place, is fraught with negative environmental and social impacts.
1: Yeah. So, bottom line is, think before you buy. Would you buy that top or skirt if it was your child or brother or sister being paid a pittance in appalling working conditions to
0: make it? And encourage your kids not to buy fast fashion and to check clothes labels to see the constituent fibres. If it's mostly a petroleum based plastic man made fibre like polyester, then just walk away. And remember sustainability is a mindset, it's not a type of product or a garment or a manufacturer. Sustainable living ultimately means less is more and if you think rewarding your kids with sugar treats is bad then stop
1: rewarding yourself and kids with inexpensive fashion or trips to the mall mall mall, the mall mall yeah shopping centers here in ireland it's equally detrimental
0: to their future health and that of the planet in fact it's probably more so indeed and so before we wrap up this fast fashion parade of shame We've just time to nominate some standout role models turning heads with their fashion forward behaviours and those who need to clean up their act. Yeah. So our gold star goes to the celebrities in the public eye
1: who have made a real fashion statement about acting sustainably by wearing the same clothes and shoes over and over again. Let's call them our supermodels of sustainability. I like it. Hashtag that. Yeah. First on the runway of our adulation is HRH Catherine, Princess of Wales, the former Kate Middleton, as we say, who has been doing this for the last 12 years. It has been well documented how she gives outfits and footwear repeat outings. Um, The lucky duck, she has the same figure after three children, but all my bitterness aside, (laughs) she definitely has a sustainability mindset. Amy Pony
0: um, of uh, Fashion Reimagined documentary talks about down to a tee. And she's also joined on our Runway Honours list with the likes of Ashling B and Amy Huberman. As the saying goes, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So take note all you other fashion influences out there and hashtag forget fast fashion. Yeah, indeed. And speaking of influencers, fast fashion is not what someone else does. We're all to blame. It's time we all took a long hard look at ourselves in the mirror and what we're currently wearing and what we've been wearing in recent years. How much has been fast fashion? We're all responsible and deserve a few minutes' time out on the naughty step. Yeah, But we can all make over our shopping behaviour. Manufacturers
1: and retailers only put the stuff out there because we're buying it. A more ethical, less environmentally damaging industry is an urgent necessity. But there won't be any break in the appetite and
0: supply of fast fashion until we break up with it once and for all. Yeah, and to quote the trailblazing designer Anne Klein, Clothes aren't going to change the world. The women who wear them will. Yeah.
1: So before we go, remember to follow us on social at uh, economics underscore ie and tag us with the forget fast fashion hashtag. Let's make hashtag mumfluencers mom, the talk of Instagram and the inspiration for a new era in fashion, one that
0: doesn't destroy the planet. Here, hear. So join us next time when we'll be looking ahead to summertime and interrogating what we do and buy during the holidays that is damaging to the planet
1: yeah
0: bye until next time bye